Hello, welcome to PMP's Tracky News Podcast, Season 2. Another episode here, we're going to do something different. This one's actually a show request. Been asked to kind of put together a few podcasts about race tactics and things like that for people um, coming into the sport of track cycling. Um, I've written about this before and happy to talk to anyone as well down at the track. Um, but yeah, we'll um, put together a few thoughts in this podcast as well, just uh, uh, around race tactics and things. Um, this particular episode, we want to talk about tracks, uh, scratch races. Um, and I've got a very special guest with me today. Uh, he's nicknamed Slippery for a reason. Um, welcome, Jamie Hodgkinson. Hey, thanks, Nick. And uh, yeah, nice to be back talking and chatting and hopefully, um, yeah, very fond memories of my time riding in, in Wellington. So yeah, pleasure. Uh, so you're now based in Australia. Um, uh, what, what was the race you won recently? It was a... Uh... You, yeah, you took I'm, out a scratch race. I'm based in Sydney, yeah, and I, I, won, the, I won the um state masters title, um, scratch race, state masters in Lovely. um Dunk Gray in Sydney, um, yeah, a few months back. So, got a great big Oz cycling medal, never had a gold medal before, so it's pretty impressive. <laughs> nice, and, and um, can't tell us how did you um, how did you score that one? What was your race winning move? Yeah, well, it was, um, I got all the gear on, I aeroed up, I put aero everything on, I even put the aero overshoes on, so I maximum slipperiness. Um, I, I hadn't done a lot, to be honest, but I knew I had one race in me, so I didn't enter too many things, I just went hard at the at the scratch. And um, yeah, they combined a few age groups, which always makes it interesting, you know, when you get to those things, so you kind of, my age group and a younger age group, so the pace was pretty hot um and um yeah one one guy got away and, and he he lapped us this young fella he's like a, he's a he's a beast um and then i knew once he'd he'd got around he just sat on so he wasn't interested in going any further so i just as soon as he got on the back i was off the front um with about four laps to go i suppose and then classic sort of solo seated acceleration as you, as you hope Nick and kind of got a gap and no one would help him chase there's only a couple of guys that were strong enough and they were looking at each other and I slipped away so there you go nice um, I, and because of the two age groups I got I got the win for my age group and the other guy got the win for his so yeah it was it was pretty cool nice, yeah, so nice. Um, you touched on a tactic that I was going to ask you about that's your Patented seated acceleration. It doesn't actually look like you're attacking, but suddenly you've got like three lengths on the bunch. Um, can't tell us about that. You've deployed that on a number of occasions. I do like that move. Um, and uh, it's particularly useful, I find, um, when, yeah, sometimes there's those pauses in a race, right? Yeah, there'd be a hard attack, hard acceleration, and then everyone sort of rolls up, you know, or rolls up the bank, sort of looking at each other a little bit. And um, I do like to just ghost off the front and um, it pays to look back a bit. And if no one's chasing, then don't make it look like you're accelerating, but accelerate. And before you know it, you've got, you've got a gap, right? Um, and who knows? You know, sometimes you can hold it and 
sometimes someone will come to you and you can work together and sometimes you get closed down and you haven't expended too much energy so you can kind of recover and go again so it is a favorite of mine that one that you're quite it's, right. a, it's a classic move and I, I do try it every now and again myself and it's certainly um yeah you, you if you do it successfully it's got more chance of success than if you kind of like flailing around out of the saddle with a disc wheel making loads of noise you know um people are more likely to jump on that whereas the sort of the stealth attack mm. um yeah you get a couple of lengths before people know it it's cool yeah and, and you know how hard it is to close a gap right when you yeah you, no one wants to use that energy mm. to close a gap just to pull everyone up to you so it just just makes people think and if, if you like i said if it doesn't work out that's cool just don't burn you burn too mm. many matches um but sometimes it does and you can really kind of make the most of it yeah it's a bit of a move i, I tried it it worked yeah <laughs> it's a favorite <laughs> So mm. on, well, I'm thinking specifically Wellington Track is our 333-metre velodrome here in New Zealand in the capital city. Uh, we usually start off pretty much every one of our track meets with a 10-lap scratch for A grade, 8 laps for B, and 6 for C grade. Um, so, yeah, we'll sort of talk about those a little bit. Um, I mean, I'll, we'll probably concentrate most on A grade, I guess, just because that's, that's what we know, um, the 10-lapper. but um personally i kind of approach it like almost in like break it up into thirds um where the first is just sort of covering things you know just trying to hide not really do too much save some energy the second third you the middle third you're kind of just a bit more active maybe trying to sort of set things up for the finale and then the finale like the last three or so laps um you're trying to kind of make that break and really go for it and um either sort of make a selection or you're, you know, getting mm. yourself in the right position. Um, that, that's sort of my standard approach. And um, like, I don't know, what, what do you kind of, how, how do you uh, take on those races? Yeah, I think um, for me, there's a couple of, a bit of a routine, you know, in most, most track meets will start with a scratch race or a heart starter, they call them an Aussie. Um, so, you know, they'll, they'll all start with one of those, and my, my drill is, I mean, I, I like to be prepared, get a little bit early, so I'm not rushing to get on the on the start line and do a decent warm-up because, mm. yeah, sometimes, particularly when you're old like me, you know, you get a bunch of frisky juniors on there and they can just pin it right from the start. So you don't get a nice leisurely kind of lap or two to get your eye and you've got to be ready to go. So, So for me, I like to get, right gearing on the line, you know, reasonably well. Um, and, and, and yeah, a bit of rollers or something. But then mm. I always have a favourite move, like when you come into Wellington, um, instead of turning left, I like to turn right and go on the that high spot just inside the gate, just to the right. I, I really like where you're, like, first in line. On the, oh, yeah. Um, oh, see, when you're lining fence. up, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you're lining up on the fence... I like that first spot. I don't like going to the back. We have a neutral then, lab. Like, what does it matter? Well, I just find it's easier to to get off there and and um, you, you're high already because they say roll from the back and everyone from the bowl roll back rolls to the bottom, right? So 
you're just well, giving away your height. So also you, so quite like you just go anyway, even though they say roll from the back, you used to just go. I do, I do. Yeah. I've never done picked up on never, that. Never. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> so, so because you always start with a neutral right, I find um, for me anyway, getting yeah. getting the right spot on the neutral is important. Just because I like to you know drop into the start line rather than be on the pole line uh, in the start and burning energy unnecessarily and always talk a bit of rubbish on the start line too and ask Nick what your race tactics are and you know it's always fun just to have a bit of a poke but yeah I totally agree with your point um you got to be ready to go from the start because you never know what's going to happen off the start line and you end up with someone putting a, a real hard couple of laps and you just don't want to be unnecessarily chasing mm. and yeah I think you're correct I, I really focus on being down on the pole and not racing any extra distance during the race I'm okay to give up a bit of track position for um, being on the black line I really find it that works mm. for me and then yeah as the race progresses you know you're going to get a couple of selections you know there's going to be a couple of kicks and they usually happen after a, a solid dig where where you're feeling tired so you just got to be prepared for that and then, yeah, it all happens, like, got to be switched on. It's all going to happen in the last three laps. Mm. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, do and, you go for the long-range breakaways ever? Do you kind of go for that uh, tactic? Depends. You know, it depends who's around you. Mm. Um, like, if if it's one away, then I'm not that stressed. If there's a couple, then, yeah, I'll, I'll chase it down and mm. I'll try to chase it down and, and get amongst it. Um, but I think I, I read your blog that you wrote early on, and, and for, for, for those listening, that's a cracking read because, um, you know, the early break very rarely wins statistically. Mm-hmm. So it's good fun, but you're not going to win um, often. So the, the winners usually come from someone you haven't seen the whole race, you know, bursts onto the last straight and comes out in front. It's normally who's done the least amount of work without and hidden well um, and who's got good legs so yeah that's that's the I guess the most probable way of winning but you know I like to race I don't, I don't like mm-hmm. to sit in for too long I, I do like to make a race um, I think it's more fun to be attacking than defending so yeah yeah you gotta I, mean, be I, do, I do find as well even if you yeah if you do make some moves and whatever and they don't go anywhere you uh, what's the right way to describe it? it almost works in reverse, right? That is that people go out the back or don't close the gaps. Um, mm. So even though you might attack, you don't stay away on your own or whatever, the bunch thins out, uh, you've made a selection, yeah. um, and that puts you in a better spot near the end. Yeah, yeah, that selection, I, I know many a time where, you know, we've, we've been racing and it's been hard and, and you go again, like you've got that, kick where you go and you just got to turn yourself inside out to try and stay mm. on the wheel and and there'll be one or two of those during a race um, where yeah, mentally you, you're probably thinking you're going to nah, this is all gone, this is gone but if you do hang on you can get on and it's surprising how quick you can recover actually if you've got a little bit of fitness um, Yeah, that brings then, me I was going to drop this uh, quote in at some point it's my favourite bike racing quote uh, by Iban Mayo, and he said, I attacked because it was the moment 
attacking is often a question of knowing it's the right moment rather than feeling strong. Um, and I think that's, that's that sort of like, if it's the right moment, just go. It doesn't matter. You don't, there's no point saving yourself. There's no right, you know, even if you're feeling bad, it's just attack um, and see what happens um, because chances are everyone else will be feeling pretty tired as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you just got to pick oh, those moments when they agree. come. Yeah, and if you think it, if you if you're thinking about it, it's too late. You know, you really yeah. do. You just got to. Um, it's a little bit of instinct and a little bit of feeling that everyone's struggling. So yeah, dig and go. Mm. And and like you say, you know, if it's in the last third of the race, you've just got to commit because you, you're not going to get two chances. Yeah. Um, that late. So. So yeah, when I, you're, I'm fully on board. When you're coming up to the last lap or so, what what do you you know? Imagine you're in a small group. Or a biggest group, or what? What do you, uh, what do you try and do? Where do you position yourself? Where do you make your sprint? What works for you? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I don't like to be, yeah, I don't like to lead out from too far out if I'm in a small group like that. Um, I'm great second or third wheel, um, holding speed, and then, yeah, definitely before the last corner, I'll be making a move. I don't, I don't want to. I haven't got I haven't got the big kick to accelerate out of the last corner and you know do mm. one of those famous sprinter moves. I I really want to be backing off a little bit and then running into the gap on the last corner to try and you know go around either just at the start or you know at least certainly be on the hip halfway and then trying to finish it off. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think you can do that on Wellington. Um, some tracks really track design dependent. You know, mm. you, and and it's the smooth corner at Wellington, of course, as well. So you, you can <laughs> you can roll a bit harder. Yeah. Um, um. So I think I remember doing that once to um, Callum, I think, and yeah, just the classic back off, run at the gap, and just yeah. came around him at the last minute. And I think I gave him a bit of a surprise, but it was hopefully. <laughs> one time I've ever done it and it lives in my memory so kudos to him um, but yeah I think yeah those last few laps to go um, kind of really really last lap second last lap in the wheels last lap starting to nose out and then really everything for the last corner yeah I think for me yeah How no, about I agree you? with that yeah I, I often try and like to get into the then you know turn three at the bottom in the lead. I think if you have a if you can hit that you know last banking in the lead, then you've got a real good chance of holding it all the way. Um, mm. That's my kind of rule of thumb on Wellington. Um, just that's yeah. the type of rider I am, and I can't haven't got the as well. Find it harder to go around the outside. Um, so yeah, so I'm usually trying to aim for that. That's my general rule. Um, but yeah. again, yeah, you certainly you don't really want to be leading it out. You don't. But you don't want to be too far back. Um, mm. I think these days, actually, I'm finding more and more that you can really use other riders like a slingshot. You know, you kind of know who's going to sprint and if you can jump on their wheel and then when they kick, just, you know, kick as hard as you can to stay with them and then, you know, use their speed almost to slingshot round if you can. Um, mm. Yeah, I like it to be fast as well. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, well, it's going to be fast anyway. It's the last lap, but mm. you know, I think you don't want to give anyone a a chance 
to to jump you. Um, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, it's like you say, it's it's so hard to pass around the corner. Um, yeah, you you kind of get halfway and you get on the hip and dead wheel, and then then it's it's just hard. So mm. I think never to, never underestimate the power of having the the sprinter's lane. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, right, so that, so that's, that's, that's a strategy for me. Yeah, I just yeah. yeah. If you can't get away, if you you know if you can't catch everyone by surprise in the last few laps, then you're going to be in for a sprint. And then it's just about being in the right place and being smart with where you put your bike and yeah, and um, having having good speed. Cool. So that's the, the opening kind of scratch races. We uh, on Wellington also do a two lap scratch. It's called sprinter's scratch. Um, you'll be well familiar with those, Jamie. I don't know. Do you do anything like that in your Australian races. Two lap screamer, they call it here. Two lap screamer. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so there's but one it's, um, off lap. and off the fence. Off and off the fence. So I prefer the the neutral lap version that Wellington have. Oh sure. yes. Well, Mike Sin, the commissaire, did do that to us once after it all lined up and said, "Right, no neutral lap." And everyone was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> that's really um, hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. So. um yeah, the neutral lap is key, isn't it? Really, um, oh, usually sort of yeah. like fast, fastest lap in in racing is yeah. usually the neutral lap. Yeah, <laughs> there was someone complaining about that, how fast we were going in the neutral lap last year. It was like, like what? Um, but yeah, I generally try and position myself somewhere near the front at the top, just so again, like you use that top banking to kind of come down um, a bit of free yeah. speed. I mean, I'll I'll off. gear up as well so i won't ride i won't ride the same gear for the two lap as for the the scratch i'll i'll um i'll put a cog down on the rear probably mm-hmm. so i don't know what do you what do you roll in gear inches for same, scratch Nick, same every that, week secret oh, it's a, yeah it's a secret that's locked away in a safe can't tell you um, okay. but no i can't be yeah. bothered changing gears so i don't bother um oh, don't you? Okay. i probably should I, I always do for the two lapper um, so if I'm riding a, I don't know, 55, what do I ride at the moment, 58, 15 or something, I might, oh, that's a pretty big jump actually to go to a 14, but I'll definitely go down, you know, a bit, bit more or go bigger a couple of gear inches. Um, and yeah, just because it's so fast, yeah, don't want to spin out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's certainly not my speciality that race and, um, you know, it's one I think I've figured out a reasonably good way to get a good position consistently and that's pretty much pick pick one of the sprinters and just stick to them like glue um, yeah. and hope that they tow you up and hold on to their coattails as long as possible uh, yeah so um, it's a we have, valid strategy <laughs> yeah i mean it sometimes pays off you know um but we have had some you know i do remember a few riders kind of you know, when you're coming around the end of that neutral lap down the finishing straight, you can see race managers about to kind of like, you know, fire the gun or make the clacker go for the start of the race that you can time it right so that you sprint from the back over the top and you're probably pushing the boundaries quite a bit there, aren't you? But your idea is to come whizzing over the top right as they say, right, let's go um, and go for the one. And you can definitely get away with that um, on occasion. Um, but you really have to plan that one and get it right. So yeah. if you're not if you're not an out and out sprinter, that's a definite um, option. Um, but you really yeah, have to line that up for the neutral lap. If you don't, if you're not hitting the the 
the start line at top speed, then I think you you haven't got a chance. Yep, I'm with you, and that's another reason why I turn right out of the gate because then you've you've got the high line. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and that yeah, that's good. Like you don't want to be you you want to be close to the front. You don't want to be in the front, and you want to be, have some height so you can drop into the start with good speed. Then, for me, it's just first lap, stay out of the wind, get you know be third or fourth wheel maybe if you can, mm-hmm. um, and and as low as you can, and then second lap is really like just full gas pretty much into the yeah into the into the turn and um, yeah just really try and like you say get that position on the final corner turn three and four and and um, get get the low position if you can. But it's it's so fast, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of all over in the blink of an eye. So yeah. it's it's a fantastic race. Yeah, it's good fun. Um, yeah. Um, other end of the spectrum um, is our famous Lake Hole Cup, Paniki Plate Stayers Cup races. So this is like we do this once a year. It's for the biggest silverware that we've got in Wellington. Um, and these races are a bit longer, so the Lake Hole Cup is uh, open for that's ten k, so it's mind me thirty laps. Um, the Masters is 8K, isn't it? So that's 24. And then I think the women's Paniki play is 20 laps. Um, so they was in that a bit different. I don't think I've ever mastered it. Um, you know, it's often ends in a sort of a late breakaway, again, in the last 10 laps, uh, the last third, and everyone kind of looking at each other. Um, uh, yeah, what, what's yeah, your experience? It's a experience race, isn't it? What's... What's your best result? Uh, second last year. Yeah. Right. But probably the most enjoyable was when I went on the gun on Pat Crow Rishworth's device to race crazy. <laughs> just went off and went off for 20 laps on my own. I mean, it was doomed to fail, but it was really good fun. It's bad I did it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you got to do that once in your, yeah. once in your racing life, isn't it? Um, but, but of all the wins oh, I've remember... So nice to, it's so nice to have your name on that cup. I mean, that's the... Yeah. I still, I still have hopes of that. I'm way beyond ever doing that, but I still would love it. But there that. you go. It's so open, though, isn't it? If you get to the end, a mm-hmm. little slippery seated acceleration, you know, when no one's looking. And yeah, if you're gone, every, everyone will go. It's that sort of race where everyone looks at the favourite or whoever and says, right, mm-hmm. you chase. Um, you know, that happened yeah, last yeah. year with um, Ant Nelda, and we all looked at Dan Shepherd to kind of go, off you go, you do the chasing. And it was like, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, they're they're quite different races, aren't they? Those longer mm-hmm. ones, and and you have a, a different. You often have a few people that you don't usually race against turn up for them as well, so you're never quite sure what they're capable of, um, which always throws a few extra complications in. But yeah, for, for me, it it's the same broad thing though. Again, you kind of. You have the stages of the race. You know you're going to have some selections and some some hard sections, but it's you know last five or six laps just fully switched on, just mm. looking for for the move, really. Um, but yeah, my, my, I've I've ridden it a couple of times, um, and yeah, it's very much more. Uh, um, there's usually a few favourites, and it's really cover those wheels, and mm. and you know if they're going to go, you got to chase and and. Um, not give any everyone an inch in a championship race with yeah. more on the line. Yeah. Find it very um, attritional. You know, you have to just mm. keep making making moves or chasing down stuff and um 
like that sort of like the it start it can often start off very cagey, um, and then sort of picks up, doesn't it? And um, you've really got to mm. like just commit to chasing down stuff and making sure you don't get let, let, get left behind because um, it can sort of shred and you're left with like five people at the end or something. Uh, yeah, it's a long race. Um, mm. If you're going, you know, if you've got got a pretty strong surge section and and um, yeah, it does does um, take its toll, that's for sure. I, I mean, I've ridden it a couple of times, Lake Hold, and I think the my favourite year was the one where I think Pat won it that year. Mm. Pat Crowishworth, and I think Louis might have got second or third. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just remember thinking they were bonkers going at that point they went, but they they held it. You know, it was like yeah. eight or nine to go and big break, and off they went. And yeah, it was. It was pretty cool to see my son Louis up the field, but uh, chasing. But you know, um, I, I thought it was mad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because if you were up the field, Louis would have buried himself to get you back. But you, yeah, you didn't no, seem to do that. Do that. <laughs> no, I think I think my yeah no I, no I couldn't do that. <laughs> but yet, but it is funny is because there's no there's no favors in that race, isn't there? In a championship race, like the kind of um, yeah, the tactics are different. It it really mm. is mutual benefit wins. So yeah, I think I think that race we did, and um, I mean it's a long race, so so you got to you got to keep your powder dry a little bit, mm. yeah, and you got to take your chances to recover because you couldn't go full noise for for that length. But um, yeah, a scratch race usually is pretty fast, mm. um, so you got to get get your gearing right, be prepared to ride fast for a length of time. Um, and you know, hide hide from the wind, stay out of the wind as much as you can, keep your keep your energy, and then yeah, you, you think of that race, you, you really do have two strategies. One is to try that long break, or or, or wait for the classic sprint at the end. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm wait to the end guy myself, but yeah, you know, I'm fully full, full kudos to anyone that's not. Yeah. I suppose it depends as well if you think you're a marked person. That if you did go for an attack, that be chased down immediately. If you if you can get away with it, that's great. But one thing I would say is that even if it does come to a sprint, um, it's so worth just giving it everything because everyone's more tired than usual. You only do this once a year, racing, or maybe a couple of times a year we race over that diff- distance. So like you know, you've no idea how tired everyone else is, and it's just worth kind of. Um, just going for it really yeah yeah and, and you can bluff it like mm. seriously if even if you stand and make it look like you're sprinting <laughs> it can really get in people's heads right yeah um so do you do, you do that tactic yeah. uh i have been known to try that you know yeah, I've seen it, you do that. yeah the old yeah. Oh, if you find yourself leading out you make it look like you're trying more than you are then when you feel people yeah, making think, a move around you, then you really go. <laughs> I, I use it when I'm boxed in. Um, oh, yeah? And for some reason, if you stand up on the and look like you're about to sprint, people around you will move a little bit. And, um, <laughs> you know, you can often... Yeah. They'll, change, they'll change their line because they think you're about to sprint and it can just free up a little bit of room. Um, it's quite that's, handy. That's, in a, that's a good one. An elimination or a points, you know, where you want to just make a little bit of room, but 
I guess the other thing I'd say on those longer races is um, you've got to do your turns. You know, you do mm. want to contribute to the race. Um, so, you, you know, I, I get really frustrated when, you know, two or three roll off the front all at once, right? And it's just, you know, like who's going to do the racing? You know, it's, you've got to be, you got to be in the mindset to race. I think mm. I think it's part of the respect you give your riders is that around you that you got to do your bit. And and the other thing I'd say, you know, for people who are competing in these ones and maybe haven't done a lot is, you don't have to go to the back when you roll off the front either. So there's no rules that say you have to rejoin at the back. You can rejoin mm. halfway down the bunch if you want. And, yeah, and when you get close to the end of the race, you know, and you find yourself on the front, you don't want to be, then don't don't go all the way to the back. You know, drop in halfway down the bunch. You'll be riding a bit high, but you'd be surprised at the fit, how quickly a, a gap can open to for you to drop in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So just you know, use the tactics. Think think it out. You know, it's um. And then, yeah, give it heaps at the end. It's good fun. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Look, thanks, Jamie. We'll leave it there. I'll probably do another one of these with eliminations and points races. Um, also focused on club club racing and that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, until then, uh, I'll post the blog that Jamie referred to. I'll post a link in the show notes when this goes out. Um, and any questions, just drop us a line. The links are all there. So, yeah, thanks heaps for joining us, Jamie. Chat to you again soon. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Nick. Have fun. See ya. See ya.